Do you remember your first real estate transaction, sort of how you felt or the jitters that you had? Oh my gosh, yes. I was so excited. It was a buyer and it was really exciting to go show houses to them. But yeah, you feel nervous because there's a lot involved that you're guiding them through. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you don't want to mess up. <laughs> no, no. I mean, and um, people are putting all their trust in us, and that's a really big deal. And oftentimes they are, this is the biggest financial decision they're going to make of their lives. So it's a really big responsibility. Exactly. And we don't take it lightly. Um, but as a beginner, you just have to put one foot in front of the other and work to your best for everyone involved. Yep. I completely agree. Kind of like today. We weren't podcasters before, but we are now, aren't we? We are. <laughs> Let's do this. Awesome. Welcome to Beyond the Front Door podcast brought to you by Peak Properties. And we are your hosts. I'm Lindy Wilcher, realtor of 10 years. And I'm here with Rhea Parsons, realtor of three years. Beyond the Front Door is our new talk show where we will be giving you the inside scenes of real estate, not only here in Cheyenne, but throughout Wyoming and eventually wherever our voices reach. <laughs> That's right. Hopefully everywhere. Yes. <laughs> uh, Beyond the Front Door will come out every Tuesday and Thursday. Watch and subscribe to uh, Spotify, all of your favorite podcast channels, our YouTube channel, as well as across all social media platforms. Lindy, we are finally here. <laughs> we have been talking about this. It's the first year that I was here. And finally, this fall, we set the whole thing into motion. And I am excited. I, I'm really excited, too. <laughs> kind of. The technology has been a little. Yeah, it has been a little nuts. But we have been talking about this for a while. And ultimately, we want to make sure that this project would be a complement to what we already do, which is sell real estate. Real estate is our number one priority and our passion. So the time that we've taken to make sure that remains as important to us as anything as else. Be. Yeah, yes. I agree. Both of us are in service to people and that is first. I really like our concept of sort of setting aside one day a week to interview members of our community, people that we've worked with across the state, whatever the case is, and share their stories um, because, and this is kind of, I would say, a little bit easier for us because we're in Wyoming and we're only really <laughs> one step removed from anybody. So making those connections and getting ourselves out there, I think, might be easier than if we were in a bigger community. Um, but yeah, I think it's going to be a great complement to what we're doing as realtors. Yes, I agree. So let's get started. Yep. Awesome. Um, after discussing how to do this first episode, it seems like maybe we should do like a quick question and answer session mm -hmm. that might help our listeners get a little background as to what our goal is with this whole podcast. Um, on another note, why did we call it Beyond the Front Door Podcast? <laughs> That's right. Well, I think it will be forever etched in my brain the day that we that you and I stood in here and we've got you know, a brick wall up and we're trying to put all the, you know, the studio together and discussing the name of this. And I know both of us were kind of fresh off the hills of realtor conferences. And the big conversation this year is AI and how to use AI the best. And so we turned to that to get some ideas. And ultimately, I really do love our name. But I think what I re really love even more is what we're going to bring to our community and to our listeners. Yes, exactly. Um, both of us have spent decades working with families in various environments and have grown up in Wyoming. And so we know the spirit of 
the community. community. Okay. We live in a state where people still wave at each other <laughs> and help each other shovel <laughs> driveways and really embrace that cowboy try. Yep. It makes sense that we're looking to pair our backgrounds with this passion in real estate. Yes. I think the cowboy try is what has me hooked the most on our concept. Our podcast is really going to embrace three ideas when it comes to the stories that we tell. Or you and I have come up with those three ideas. And the first is really the um, the first story concept is a person's jump story. So if um, anybody's listened to Steve Harvey for any for even five minutes, you've heard his story about jumping, which is essentially your day of revelation, the day that you decide that you want something different for yourself, you want to pursue a goal or a dream or whatever the case is, and you decide to make that jump. Um, and in that jump, you start to move and do the thing, all the things that um, are going to move you in the direction of that goal. So what I'm really excited about is sharing the jump story of people in our community um, as it relates to real estate, of course, although I would imagine most jump stories are going to have some type of real estate transaction associated with it. Um, but of course, uh, sharing those stories of our community out um, and to our listeners, I think is yes. just going to be a great thing. And speaking of jump stories, yeah, I'm excited for our first guest, which is Deb Rang. She's the associate broker here at Peak Properties and also my mom. And she's going to tell her jump story and her decision to do something that changed the lives of my family forever. And it's the reason why we're here today. Yep. I'm so proud of her. And um, she's inspired me to make leaps of my own. And jump stories are just inspiring and ultimately give us hope. Mm -hmm to do things ourselves and that's right influence others and we might find inspiration in those stories i completely agree uh your mom has inspired me as well and i can't wait to have her here for our conversation um our final two concepts um are going to be sort of everyday real estate stories or actually i should say the second <laughs> concept is just sharing everyday real estate stories that are going to paint the picture of both the excitement but also the tribulations that can come along with real estate transactions this is really where the rubber meets the road for me in that no two transactions are the same and for good reason we're bringing together the you know buyers and sellers into a buy sell relationship and it's our goal to kind of shed a light on what that looks like so that as others are going to embark on a potentially similar experience they'll kind of know what mm -hmm. to expect know that they're not alone in that and hopefully also know that they can trust their realtor to sort of guide them through that process so i'm really hoping it's going to help people give some insight as to the journey Exactly. Yeah. And finally, we're looking forward to bringing professionals that work with us to share their stories. There are so many players in the real estate in industry, including mortgage lenders, brokers, insurance agents, title companies, contractors, lawyers, the board of realtors, etc. Um, and we work with some really great people and it's going to be fun to have them on here and tell some stories and get to know them. I can't wait for that. <laughs> Um, finally, just as a little disclaimer, and I know this is something Linda, you and I have talked a lot about is that this is a platform that's going to promote ingenuity, be inspiring, be authentic, a little humorous and lighthearted and growth 
growth oriented. <laughs> As with all of those things, some of the content actually may have several perspectives to it, or it might even be a little controversial, but it's our goal that the values are going to remain founded in integrity and with respect for everybody that we work with. We really want it to be a positive place for everybody to feel comfortable to come on and share their story. Perfect. So what do you say? 10 question and answers? Yes. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. So what's What's your immediate family look like, including pets? Oh, my goodness. Okay, so my I am married and I have two children, a son who is 10 and a daughter who is 7. Awesome. Not, and it, I don't want to make her older than she is. <laughs> um, we have one dog and he's very – or she's very old. Aww. <laughs> and then we just got a kitten. We rescued a kitten. So he is Bill Murray. Um, How'd you come up with the name Bill Murray? <laughs> well, um, my husband really loves Ghostbusters. <laughs> and so awesome. the animal shelter like found this kitten by the Microsoft plant or someone found him. Oh. That's where he was rescued. So they called him Bill. And so when we went to, um, we fostered him first, they were like, you can change his name. And we were like, no, Bill Murray sounds Bill great. Murray. <laughs> That's wonderful. And then we also have a turtle named Peek. Peak. For peak properties, oh, Corey so found her in a window well in 2020 during COVID. That makes sense. And brought her to our house, and she's a box turtle, and she's super cool. And we call her Peak or Peekadilly. Oh, <laughs> I love that. That's super so, yeah. sweet. Uh, so I'm married as well, and we have three sons. Um, our oldest son, my stepson, is 30. I can't even believe that that just happened. And then our other sons, our other two sons are 24 and 23. And then my our oldest son also gave us a grandson. So we have a nine-year-old grandson. And he, we really love having him around and coming to visit because then we get to do all the kid things that we don't get to really do anymore. So <laughs> I'm really happy for that. And then we have a little Shih Tzu, Lola, who is two, and she is a complete personality. Um, and she adores my husband and tolerates me. So uh, when he is home, uh, she is all about him, which I am really thankful for because she makes him do everything. So. <laughs> but of course, when he's gone, then it's my turn. But yeah, that's us. So, cool. so what is something fun you've done recently? I've been thinking about this and, um, you know, since we moved to Cheyenne a few years ago, uh, I kind of feel like my husband and I are down here living our best lives. So we do a lot of fun stuff, but in terms of the most recent fun thing I would say is, um, uh, the uh, we went and um the, our in our friend group we went and floated the Platte River yeah. and that's and what I really loved about that is that it like the current wasn't super strong and so it just felt very comfortable plus so many parts of that river are shallow so it's not like you're worried about you know fast waters or deep waters you know mm -hmm. you just kind of float along and sort of learning the story behind Maddie's beach and all of that so it was really a um that's probably one of the funner things that I've done recently how about you I I actually floated the river this summer also oh you did um one time there was a slow current the second time no 
Oh, it was, it was fast? fast and it was a little scary. Oh. As far as like we had kids with us. And sure. then they like to get out and just in their life jackets just like float. float. <laughs> and they got way far ahead of us. It was probably oh. not the best idea. But yeah, we survived. So I Good think the most fun thing that I've done recently is my husband and I rented a old Mustang. I think it was a 79 or 78. And we drove it to Biloxi. Mississippi, and we went to a Beach Boys concert. Oh my gosh, that sounds so it was so romantic fun. and it was fun. so fun. I planned it. He had no idea. Oh, it was really cool. So we drove from New Orleans to Biloxi, and then back in that convertible. In the convertible Mustang. I saw the pictures of it, and it just looked. Was it blue? Yeah. Was it a blue it Mustang? Was, oh. We were like in love with it. Yeah, I'll bet that wanted just, to take it home. How romantic! And <laughs> yeah, and, so I highly recommend it. You can rent yeah. cars on Turo, and there's you can rent any kind of car. You can rent new cars, old cars. People rent out their cars. Oh, of course, like an Airbnb. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Mm -hmm. Okay, awesome. I think that's that sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah. Yep. Uh, okay, so. I know both of us work out and have a, a workout routine or a sort of a um, exercise that's our favorite. Um, what's yours? So I do CrossFit. I have done CrossFit for the last 10 years at CrossFit Cheyenne. Wow. And I do it four to five times a week. I prefer to go in the morning, but sure. I go usually in the morning or at lunchtime. And um it's almost more for mental health than yeah, the absolutely. exercise, but I just feel like it keeps me healthy. It helps with stress and yep. there's a really great community there where we all like encourage each other and you get to know it's almost a social hour also for me. I've noticed that CrossFit does seem to mm -hmm. be very much like a community. Yeah. And I mean, I get to see my friends every day. That's, That's wonderful. Where normally you're so busy, you lose track of people. Sure. And so I feel like it's my one way of, that's my thing for me. Good for you. I, I have looked at CrossFit a little bit, but I, it's, you know, I've had issues with both of my shoulders and I'm always so worried I think about it. Yeah. I think for a lot of people it's intimidating and yeah. they think they can't do it. There are literally people at my gym that are 90 years old. Wow. I mean, there is an old, old, old man. I think he's almost 90. Um, and hopefully he's not listening to this. And he's, <laughs> he's I'm not nine. old. Maybe he's 80. <laughs> oh, sorry. Um, anyways, there's a lot all different ages of people and they it's tailored to your abilities or if you have an injury, injury of some sort, yes, then they, and that's the thing is you have a coach there telling you what you should do and you would go, well, my shoulder hurts. Sure. Sure. And they would say, well, then you're not doing this, do this, do instead. this instead. Yeah. So my routine, I really love working with weights as well. Yeah. And weightlifting is probably my favorite. Um, when it comes time to do cardio, I don't, I prefer to do that in private because I feel like I'm really suffering <laughs> when it comes <laughs> to cardio. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I have had a trainer over at Gold's Gym for about a year and a half. And then I take one of her classes that's in the mornings. Um, and I really enjoy that as well for the sense of community. There's the same mm -hmm. wonderful group of women that go to that. And it's sort of like a circuit. Um, I would yes. imagine kind of like CrossFit, yeah. I suppose, um, where we, you know, for about an hour, she sets up a circuit for us of various um, kinds of weightlifting. And that's what we do, which is really fun. And then I did approach all of them last week and ask them if they'd be interested in like sometime this spring doing the Manitou incline, which is something oh, is yes. on my list for 2024. So anyway, I think there's a few that might be interested. So we'll see that what happens there. Yeah. Um, 
Um, what is your usual routine or holiday or tradition for the holidays? So for Christmas, um, we are typically uh, up in Northeast Wyoming, spending it with my mom and my brothers. Um, and usually it's just, you know, when the kids were littler, it was just sort of a get up in the morning, do Christmas presents, and then go over to my mom's for Christmas dinner. Um, but when I was younger and something we're trying to start back up again is that we used to go snowboarding or, you know, skiing. Um, it, there used to be over in the Black Hills of South Dakota, there used to be a resort there that you probably went to, Deer Mountain, mm -hmm. that had a tubing hill. And we loved that. That was like a perfect Christmas Day thing to go tubing. And that mountain is shut down now. They haven't had the tubing in a really long time. And so this upcoming year, we're just going to go, well, um, my husband and I ski and our kids snowboard. So we're just going to go up to Terry Peak on Christmas Day. But that's kind of been, I'm trying to get away from the centering everything around food yes. where you're eating and sleeping that day. <laughs> I'd really rather be doing something and making a memory on like Thanksgiving or Christmas mm -hmm. or Easter. And so we're just trying to shift the narrative within our family for that. How yeah. We've kind of done the same thing this yeah. year on Thanksgiving. We went to um, the movies. We went to the new Disney movie. So oh, also, so you're not just like laying around. I mean, yeah. we did go to the movie theater, but, that's but we left the house and yeah. there's not very many people at the movies on Thanksgiving. So sure. It's kind of well, cool. And here there's the, you know, the really nice yeah. reclining seats yeah. and <laughs> I like that. Mm -hmm. So yeah, usually my whole family gets together on Christmas Eve and we will open presents with um, cousins and my siblings and sure. um, both and my parents and my step parents. Um, and then on Christmas morning, we kind of do our own thing with our kids. And then usually later we'll all get together again. If the kids want to sh play with their gifts together or anything like that. Sure. That sounds fun. Yeah. You guys yeah. have a pretty close family where you all are, you know, you get together and hang out and play mm -hmm. and our family is pretty close too, but there's such an age gap between my kids and my brother's kids that, um, getting together and play with, with toys isn't really a thing anymore. Yeah. So <laughs> that, that has changed. <laughs> um, so what made you decide on a career in real estate? Um, I tell the story all the time, but I, um, so I have a bachelor's degree, a master's degree and a doctorate. Wow. And I got my real estate license in between the master's and the doctorate, but I had my son who is now 10. Um, and I thought no big deal. I'll just go back to work and he'll mm -hmm. go somewhere. Yeah. So someone will take care of them while I'm at work. And I didn't even make it six months. I called my mom and was like, maybe I want to be a real estate agent yeah. <laughs> so I could be flexible and stay yeah. home with my son. And, yeah. um, and so that's, that's what started why, it. That's what started it. And even before that, my mom would always say, you should do real estate. And I'm like, I went to college a really long time. <laughs> yeah. And spent a lot of money, money on it. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I could have just skipped all that and done real estate. Safe. Yeah. But I love it. And I'm glad I did that. How about you? Good for you. Actually, your mom was the influence for me as well. The very first phone call I got from her about it, I had just left my position as the executive director of the CASA program and was in the middle of going to school. And we had just bought what I consider to be my dream house. And she calls me up one night and she says, you really should come down here and be a realtor. So this was back in 
2013. So about 10 years ago. Yeah, that's when I got my license. Is that when you yeah. got it? Yeah, she, she must, just have, she must have been recruiting to it. <laughs> anyway, and I was like, I just bought my dream house and my kids are in school and in my head, there was just no way. Now, learning everything that I've learned, kind of like you, I would probably go back and go, you know what? Maybe we should like mm -hmm. do it, drop this right now and go. But, you know, my comfort level wasn't there at the time. And so, um, uh, so what happened is over the next 10 years, as I would have to be down in Cheyenne for work, I would stay with your mom and she would just continue to chip away at me about moving to Cheyenne and sort of getting myself out of my hometown where I'd lived my whole life and trying something different and coming to be a realtor for her. And so, um, we actually started to make that transition in 2017 and uh, our youngest son was a senior in high school and we just decided to wait and try again. And I just, you know, I just had this moment where I was sitting in that dream house of mine going, I'm not really happy. I'm not really pursuing any, you know, goals that I wanna be pursuing. And so, and that was, you know, just like many people in the middle of the pandemic, mm -hmm. We put our house up for sale in, I think it was June of 2020. And so um, we moved here during the pandemic and the rest is history. And I am so glad that I did. So, mm -hmm. yeah, that's my story. That's great. <laughs> um, so, so what, oh yeah, oh, go yeah I was gonna say, so you talked about it a little bit. We'll just stay with you. What, um, what did you do in your previous life? Yeah, so I, my background, and my degree has been in social science and so in sort of the nonprofit world. So I spent 11 years working in child abuse and neglect and then went on to either volunteer or work in substance abuse prevention and mental health. So literally over literally over 20 years of my life has sort of been in that social service world, uh, working with families in crisis or trying to prevent families from going into crisis. And so um, making the transition from the nonprofit world into, you know, a small business world or the for-profit world has been a little bit of an adjustment, but I, I swear the skills are transferable. You know, mm -hmm. you can take what you've learned in one and apply mm -hmm. them to the other. And I think the thing for me that I'm, is my favorite is just customer service. Working with people on one-on-one -on -one is the thing I have missed while working in substance abuse prevention because prevention is more global. It's, you know, environmental, it's evidence-based strategies. And so there's really that customer service piece has been gone. And so I'm super glad to be back into that. So how about you? What did you do in your previous life? Well, we're kind of similar. Yeah. <laughs> Which I'm sure you know. <laughs> I remember because yeah. you and I worked together for a little bit, a long time ago. Yes. So I have a degree in my first degree is in social work and then I have a degree in psychology, but I, um, I worked for the state of Wyoming before I came to real estate and I worked, um, at several places, but I started at the department of corrections and then, um, in probation and parole. And then I moved to the department of family services and I worked at the state level though. So not at the local level with sure. families, but yep. um, I did a, several different jobs up there. I worked in childcare, um, like the subsidy programs. I worked in um, QA. So I did a lot of stuff with their data and um, reviewing files and things like that. I don't know if I knew that you worked for the Department of Corrections and with probation. Yeah, I worked there for 18 months. How did you like it? 
I liked it. Yeah. yeah I did the reentry program at okay. the time. That's what oh, it was called. So it was yeah. for serious and violent offenders that were reentering society. society. So a lot of them had been in prison for a long 20 time. plus years. Yeah. And yeah. It, it was, um, I mean, it was really interesting and I met some really interesting, people. interesting people. Yeah. yeah. Who had, and stories. Who I'm had sure. to like adjust to being in prison and then coming out and not ever having cell phones and yeah oh my gosh I have some crazy stories about that but yes (laughs) I helped them get apartments and grocery shop and things that they hadn't done in a really long time that is very interesting but I again that transferable skill yeah into real estate right Mm -hmm. yeah that's awesome uh so what does a typical day look like for you like on any given day what are you doing Okay. So real estate, real estate, real estate. (laughs) I'm doing that all in between while doing other things. Yeah, (laughs) I'm trying to juggle it all. Yeah. Yeah, So I have two kids. So I wake up in the morning, get ready for school. I take them to school. I go to CrossFit. I'm answering phone calls in between all of this. And then, yeah, usually showing houses, scheduling inspections, doing all of the real estate stuff into the evening. And then my kids always have activities. They're in all the things. So I miss that running around. I drive in the car. I think I live in my car. Yes. Yes. I can relate to living in the car. Um, and I kind of miss that part. Treasure it every day. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> um, so a typical day for me is uh, getting up and um, my dog, if we do not have her out walking within about 30 minutes of our eyes opening, she's sitting on our chests, barking at us, wanting to get out. So for me, it's usually breakfast, walking the dog, um, checking my emails, kind of making, you know, um, checking my to-do list for the day, going to work yeah. out like you're doing, um, coming back, uh, real estate sort of, um, when you want to say threaded throughout that, mm-hmm. like you said, whether it's phone calls or going to inspections or, you know, getting paperwork together. And then I still do a little bit of work in prevention. So I am still incorporating that into everything that I'm doing. And then, um, I try to eat an early dinner so that I'm fasting a little bit <laughs> through the evening. I know some people fast like noon to eight, like they skip breakfast. I could never skip breakfast. That will never be in the cards for me. Um, but that's kind of a part of my day. And I'm, I, and what I will tell you is I am early to bed. It's something that all of my friends and family are aware of and actually make me fun too. of me about. <laughs> they make fun of me too. Yes. I'm like, if you call me after a certain time. Yeah. Mind is right about the 830. Yeah, it's like you won't hear from me unless I have like some crazy real estate deal going on. Yes. That's the only time I've been and I don't like that. I completely agree. But yes, I'm the same way. My friends will like if I do respond to something Mm -hmm. after like 830, they're like, what is wrong? (laughs) What is going on? Why are you not sleeping? And it drives my husband crazy because I can just like lay down and just go to sleep. sleep. I can too. And I just lay down and comment like, and you're done. done. I think it's all the mental power throughout the day that does that. I know our friends will say, I'm going to turn into a pumpkin at 830 if we're out somewhere and they're all like watching, you know, making sure that checking their watch is okay. She should be getting up and ready to leave here soon. So I'm the same way. (laughs) Um, So what is your favorite part of the real estate transaction? So it might have to be two parts. Um, The first is I do really enjoy showing property and sort of seeing the different ways, styles that people have in their homes or um, the furniture 
that mm-hmm. some people have is just, I love that. I love that. And it is fun to take buyers to take a look at homes. And especially that moment when you know that they have figured out that that's the home. Mm-hmm. It's definitely one of my favorite parts of the um, transaction. And of course, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Closing day doesn't Closing hurt either. Day. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> The end. <laughs> yeah, the end. Yeah. Um, That's my favorite. That's your favorite. <laughs> yeah. Um, it is it is a good day, especially <laughs> if everything goes good with the final walkthrough. Right? Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yep. So what's your least favorite? Inspections. Yes, I would say inspections too. Yes. They're uh, a little more stressful. I think everyone would say, say that. inspections. It is. Yeah. It's so it's stressful because you don't know what yeah. you're gonna find. And even in a house that you think is everything looks fine. Something something could happen. Mm -hmm. And I think, and then relaying that information is equally hard because um, all homeowners, and I would say this for myself as well, when you've taken the time to prepare or you take pride in your home and you think you know your home really well, and then something happens, it can be devastating to learn. And And for sellers, sometimes you take it a little bit personal. Yes. Especially because if it's a home you've loved and then someone comes in and picks it apart. Yeah, that can be really hard. But mm-hmm. then you can, if you put yourself in the shoes of the buyer, you know, they're doing their due, dil- due diligence. Mm-hmm. Of course, they want to make sure that the home is everything that it needs to be when they're making such a big purchase. But the inspections are definitely like, we're all kind of holding our breath through the inspections process. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Okay. So, so what, yep. So, yeah. I don't mean to talk over you. So what is one thing you want listeners to know before they get started in a real estate transaction before they're deciding to purchase or sell? I suppose. Or maybe we go with purchase. I think, yeah, I think just to kind of trust the process. And if it's meant to be, it will work out. There's a lot of stress involved Mm -hmm. in buying and selling houses. And I always tell people what it'll work out, how it's supposed to work out. And there's always hiccups, whether they're big or small. Yep. And Sometimes when it's a big struggle, maybe it's not the right thing. Thing to do. Yeah. I, that's, you know, I hadn't thought of that as I was thinking about this question, but you're absolutely right. I do think it is important for buyers to, and sellers to mm-hmm. trust the process. The only other thing I would add that we hear all the time, but is the absolute truth is that if you are a buyer that you know what you're financially capable of doing, you know, visiting with a mortgage lender or broker to understand what all your options are. It gives you so much more confidence. I wouldn't even, I mean, everybody talks about that. It, then you know what your price range is and you don't, you know, look at homes that are outside of your price range. And I, while I think that's true, I just think it gives you more confidence in making a good decision and not feeling like you have to settle for something that you don't necessarily want to have to settle for. So yes. I think that's, and the that's biggest why you piece. hire a professional to help, help you. With that. Yep. Mm-hmm. I completely agree. So I think that's it. That wraps us up. Is there anything else? No, we look forward to releasing our our first episodes. episodes. <laughs> Yay! And as always, um, my name is Rhea Parsons. And if you're interested in buying or selling real estate, find me on um, our website at www.sellcheyenne.com. Yes. And I'm Lindy Wilcher. You can find me on any of the social media. Also, yep. Beyond the Front Door podcast. Google it. You'll find us on YouTube and all of the sites. Awesome. So- Yay. Thank you. Thank you so much.